The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I studied in the Yeshivat Mir under the great Rabbi, Rabbi uh, Finkel, a wild innovator, tremendous visionary uh, in what he did and what he built. But he unfortunately was stricken with a very severe form of Parkinson's to the point where it affected him with weakness throughout his body and he did not take any of the medications that diminish the shaking uh, that a person experiences when they go through Parkinson's. Because when he first got sick, he got a phone call from Rabbi Gifter, who also had Parkinson's, who took the medication, and he cried on the phone, he begged him to promise him he wouldn't take the medication. He said, because the medication caused, caused me to lose, to forget all of my Torah learning. Promise me, he said, that you won't take it. Strange. Now, I don't know, should, shouldn't, but I will tell you, I studied in that yeshiva, I heard classes that he gave, I watched him walking in front of the yeshiva, if I tell you with the utmost respect I'm saying this, he looked like an old school human marionette. Remember they used to have that with the, with the legs and the arms? His arms and legs, it wasn't shaking, trembling. It was shaking, flying all over the place. They looked like they were disconnected from his body. He was very dedicated to the boys and the young, young men in the yeshiva. And if people asked him to be a sandak, he would always do his best to sit for them for the Brit Milah. Anyway, one such person, he asked him if he could do Brit Milah. The rabbi, the family told him, the rabbi is very weak. He's going to do his best to come and do it for you. The rabbi said, okay, he's going to come to the Brit. But please make it, there's a local hall, it's one block away from the yeshiva. Make it close for the rabbi, Azi. He's not feeling so great. So they made it in a hall, it's called Zvil, right around the corner from the yeshiva. The morning of the Brit, the father of the, uh, the Aviyah Ben receives a phone call saying, so, so sorry, the yeshiva, he's not going to be able to sit and be sandak. Please find somebody else. He's too weak. He can't do it. Boy is devastated. What's he going to do? He understands. He finds someone else. Right before the Brit's about to go off, someone comes to find the, the, the father of the, of the Rachanimol, Rachanimol, and he says, please, would you mind coming outside for a minute? The Rosh Hashiva is outside. He says, I don't understand. I asked him to come. He said he can't come. He said, what do you mean he's outside? He said he's outside. He's not coming in. Could you please? He comes outside. The Rosh Hashiva is sitting in the car. The roll, they roll down the window. And he said, Rabbi, why, what happened? What, why are you here? The Rabbi said, I don't have enough strength to sit and be sandak. But I said I was coming to the Brit. So here I am. I came to the Brit. I'm sorry, I can't, I don't have enough strength to get out of the car and walk inside. Mabruka Mazalto. Hamizra Atiyah was once living in, uh, when he was living in, in Yerushalayim, he was a rabbi in Porat Yosef. Now there's two locations, Porat Yosef. One location is Old City, other location is in Geula, right? Right at the top of Geula before you get down towards Mashari. Anyway, a man came to him and he asked him if he could write him uh, a, uh, a, uh, Ishur, a letter stating that he's a good guy, that his, his sefer is, uh, is a good thing, it's a haskama. The rabbi said, no problem. He says, but we'll need to go to the yeshiva in Hebron, in Hebron Geulah, excuse me. He said, why? Why do we have to go to Geulah? Why can't you write it for me here in the old city? The rabbi said, he said, because the papers that I have are at the top of the paper, it says the address 
of Yeshivat Porat Yosef that is in Geula. For me to sign that whilst I'm here in Porat Yosef in the old city is a lie. It's just, it's unfathomable to us this type of emet, care, concern, exactitude with the words that come out of a person's mouth. But my friends, that world is something that are, is a world that we have to bring back. Rav Dan Segel one time flew to another country to, to attend the wedding of, a, <clears throat> of a, one of his relatives. Anyway, uh, he's at the wedding for maybe uh, an hour and he tells the, 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 the guy, his host, who's also at the wedding, he says, look, I'm going to go home now. You don't have to leave. Um, don't worry about it. I'll take a cab back. The guy says, okay, alamak. He goes home. When the man gets home a while later after that wedding is over, he comes to the rabbi and he says, Rabbi Dan, he says, I don't understand. You flew all the way to this country for this wedding and you only stayed there for about an hour. Why don't you stay longer? And the rabbi says, when we left the house, your son said, I don't want to stay here by myself. And you told your son, don't worry, someone will be back home before 11 o'clock. I looked at my watch and I realized that if we didn't leave the wedding right now, no one would be home by 11 o'clock. You didn't seem like you were going, and maybe it's not my place, but I was also there. I was also there when you said it to the child. What an unbelievable concept of lo yachel devaro. And our rabbis tell us that when a person is careful with his words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees that you treat your words with respect, when you then pray for whatever it is that you want to pray, God also respects your words. But if you don't respect your own words, how do you expect God in heaven to? How do you expect your tefillot to rise to the highest uh, heights, to Shammai? Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.